G'day humans, what's a good word? Chris Fund here with Previous Alex for another edition of Wrestling Monster Hall. Uh, Alex, how are you, friend? I'm feeling fantastic, mate. Um, slowly hanging in there in the lockdown, but it's been a pretty solid week of wrestling, so it's kept my spirits up a bit. Yeah, um, a lot of news. Should we get into that first? Indeed, let's do it. So, uh, let's start off, I suppose, uh, WWE side. So, over the past two weeks, there was rumours of a WWE and MLW deal, similar to the deal they had previously with Evolve, but that got uh, uh, denied and MLW said, no, they're not doing that. I never even heard the MLW rumour. There you go. Well, I'm sure you heard the the rumour the following week of (laughs) WWE wanting to get involved with New Japan Pro Wrestling. I I can't help but feel like this is all just a tactic to try to keep Daniel Bryan to stay in the WWE. Hey, Daniel Bryan, what are you like? I like Japanese wrestling. I want to wrestle in Japan again. Okay, let's try to get you some Japan. Yeah, um, I think, I'm not sure if the official source, I know Brian Alvarez credited the second uh, source on Wrestling Observer Radio um, that went into detail stating that it was probably due to the Daniel Bryan contract situation that they were trying to figure out a uh, a deal with Bryan. So it wasn't as in-depth as people were saying originally. Yeah, right. Okay, I just sort of took a wild swing at that one. But, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I suppose uh, staying within Japan, they have no world champion again. Oh, boy. Uh, Will Ospreay, Um, neck injured, out for a very long time. Yeah, that's a shame. I have heard rumours that his sort of been fighting off some neck injuries for a while now. Like, I remember hearing about him having neck problems like a year or two ago. So, yeah, if he's been wrestling through it, um, he's kind of got no one else to blame but himself. Yeah. Uh, just unfortunate timing, I guess, when he's um right at the top of that company. Yeah, but I suppose it uh it's good that he's not worse injured, where it's a uh, career threatening, where it's something that he can go and um come back from. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's just really unlucky timing. Um, hopefully, though, this leads to someone fresh getting a opportunity. And not the same old thing. So I guess you can kind of take a guess at who I'm pulling for in the match for the vacant title. And his name is John Cena. (laughs) His name is O'Connor. Oh, yeah. I suppose speaking about Cena, um, did you see his uh, political misstep, I guess you could say? 
Yeah, yeah, poor old Johnny has made a bit of a kerfuffle there, accidentally called Taiwan a country, and the Chinese people were not very happy about that. Yeah, yeah. which is a big, uh, complex political debate, but, um, yeah, it's best not to try to anger China. No, um, China is like one of... The- it's where all the money is these days. It's where entertainment properties try to make their money these days because of the huge population. So upsetting China, especially when you're in the entertainment industry, not the best move. No. But I suppose uh, to cap off the international sort of news on the entertainment front, I suppose we won't be hearing, hey, is this guy a wrestler anymore? <laughs> Goodbye, Adnan Verk. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I was so not surprised by that that I completely forgot all about it. (laughs) Did you hear of his replacement less than 24 hours later? Yeah, Jimmy Smith. Uh, Former UFC and Bellator commentator. Except he wasn't a lead commentator either. He was an analyst as well as Adnan Verk was an analyst. Yeah, So and uh, also Jimmy Smith, uh, there's tweets out there of him from like a year or two ago saying, I don't like wrestling, I haven't watched it since I was a kid. Like the last time I watched a wrestling match, it was like Jake Roberts and Roddy Piper and stuff. He said, why would I ever watch wrestling? (laughs) Like there's tweets of him like trashing wrestling. Yeah. This whole situation made me think of the, um, you would have watched Simpsons growing up. Yeah. Now, do you remember when uh, Milhouse gets cast as a, uh, a child movie star? Oh, yeah, for um, Radioactive Man or whatever. Yeah, so there's Adnan Admon, Verk there, and they're going, he's a radioactive boy, and they're going, no, you'll be out. And Tom Phillips is there weighing in the wings, and Vince goes, We've got a perfectly good radioactive boy here. Welcome in, Jimmy guy. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, Tom Phillips. Poor guy. Poor guy. Yeah, got got released because he got taken off raw commentary with Joe Uh, and then they were like, we have nothing for you. Is he one of the people that got released? Yeah, he got released this week. The um, same day as Adnan... Oh, okay. I must have missed the Tom Phillips release. Um, It'd be a handy pickup for anywhere else in the world than the WWE. Like, I could see him, like, having a successful run as, like, a ASPN or Fox Sports kind of guy in America. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't put it past him. Um, I suppose we can get to that later. Do you think, without going to AEW yet, do you think he could go to Ring of Honor, New Japan Strong, uh, or Impact, or NWA? Um, Probably not. (laughs) Um, I feel like he could get better opportunities out there outside of wrestling, to be honest. And that's the thing with a lot of these commentators. Yeah. Um, I suppose then just a little bit of local news. 
did you see it was announced by FWA of New South Wales that they will be moving to Fight TV? I missed that one too. Jeez, I'm really under a rock here. Um, oh, <laughs> and one awesome. of us has been working. <laughs> yeah. 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 I've been working too. I just, yeah, I really missed that. Yeah, yeah so uh, third Aussie company now on fight, I believe, uh, fourth Aussie or New Zealand company on fight. So we've got IPW of New Zealand. We've got PCW of Victoria. We've got uh, PWA, obviously, of um, Sydney and FWA of Sydney as well. Yeah, I, I swear to God I heard someone else was moving there too. I, I might have heard something about MCW moving there or something like that too. I wouldn't even know if they'd have to set up for it because MCW's never tried to run live, whereas um, I think PCW has run live through their PCW network before. Um FWA has run live previously on Sports Flix Global. Mm. Yeah, a- MCW's a weird one because they've never broadcast live. So that'd yeah. be interesting in itself. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the last thing I noticed on an Australian wrestling front was I went to look at the old uh, WSW website. <laughs> and. Uh, you remember WSW? Yeah. Bloody well, idiots. their website's gone. Oh, really? Yep. Huh. So if you look up World Series Wrestling uh, website, it'll be gone. G-O-O-N-E-E. But yeah, um, I have. I've got it. <laughs> oh, is it there now? Because I looked at that yesterday and it was not there. I just sent it to you. But... Oh, it's back up. Well, there you go. Breaking news. Check our latest announcements. There, there is no breaking news, bro. You got nothing. You got nothing. Because um, I was um, thinking the other day, hmm, I wonder if... No, it says they're still playing to LeBron. Are they still advertising? Oh, they've got... Yeah, name redacted yeah. front and center. Yeah, and then the other one that's the conspiracy idiot. Yes. Uh, let's. Oh, speaking of which, Drake Younger got released by the WWE. Yay! I've seen about that. I don't know what, um, like he did or what he was about or anything. Um, in your spare time. Search up QAnon and the conspiracy theorists about it. It's it's too long and too in-depth and too serious of a discussion to have on this podcast. But, yeah. Um, yeah. 
Good riddance. <laughs> ah, okay. Oh, okay. I'm just having a quick look through their uh, updated website. They've removed their, uh, their, oh no, their mission statement's still there. It's just tucked away. Zero tolerance policy also whilst having certain people on their posters still. Eh? Yeah, so I, I guess we'll keep a keep an eye on that, but um Oh so that was gonna outright say it fuck World Series wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was down must have been Friday when I looked. So they have redesigned their website. Uh, let's just see over the next week what happens there. Yeah. Let's see if they're going to update a few more things. But uh, yeah, a fair bit of news happened over the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> have we even talked about Rampage and stuff like that? Rampage the... Jackson? What'd he do? Um, AEW Rampage. No, I don't think we have on air. No, so AEW's third hour has been announced and it will be a Friday night show in America and it'll be on TNT and it'll be AEW Rampage, a one-hour show. Yes, it'll and... be a one-hour cooking show with Brandy, Rampage <laughs> Rhodes. <laughs> um... Did she still do... Oh, well, I suppose before she uh, took maternity leave, did she still do the YouTube cooking things? Yeah, well, a shot of brandy. So she really couldn't do it anymore when she was pregnant because it was just her getting drunk and cooking with wrestlers. And honestly, I thought it was a great show. (laughs) I enjoyed it. I, I legitimately got, like, cocktail recipes and stuff out of it. So... Yeah, um, so a third hour, they say this will be a show, a Dynamite-like show. There will be a one-hour version of Dynamite, basically, having the same sort of stars and calibre of wrestlers from Dynamite. Yeah. Um, We'll get into more about the broadcast team for Rampage later on when we get to Double or Nothing. But also announced was... In January next year, Dynamite and Rampage will move to TBS, the flagship station of the Turner Broadcast Network or whatever. Broadcasting uh, system service? Yeah. TBS? Turner the Turner Broadcast Station, I think? I don't know. The Superstation. Um, yeah, it's the Superstation. It's the old... It's the old network that they used to have. 6.05 every Saturday night. WCW World Championship Wrestling. Um, and then Vince took it over for a while and then had to give it back. For like two weeks. He's, was uh, that all? Yeah, it was. Oh, no, I think it might have been a week. Because they call it Black Saturday. Yeah. So it was just like one episode. And then the Crockett's paid something like two million or something for it back to get it back off of Vince and Vince used the money he got from the Crockett's to pay for WrestleMania one. <laughs> it's, it's like when, um, 
WWE sued WCW for gimmick infringement with the Razor Ramon stuff. And they got $2 million out of it and they used some of that money to buy WCW. So it's just real evil like that. Um, what um, came first, WrestleMania 1 or Starcade 1? Starcade 1. But Starcade wasn't really a pay-per-view. It was closed circuit sort of yeah. uh, supercard special thing. Yeah. Because that's the thing with WrestleMania 1 as well. It's not pay-per-view. It's a closed circuit show. Yeah. Wow, yeah. we are way off track. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, so- uh AEW move. Yeah, to TBS, which I saw so many people online just being like, oh, AEW's failing. Well, actually, TBS is a bigger station that reaches more people, so shut up. Um, And then also, there will be a quarterly two- or three-hour, I can't remember, TBS special or TNT special for AEW, similar to, like, Back in day, back in the day, the quarterly Saturday nights main event specials or the WCW style Clash of the Champions specials. Yeah, so, so th- that'll be good too. Hang on, I'll bring this up for you because I don't remember any of the names off the top of my head. Uh, was it like Fighter Fest? I think they're moving like those special dynamites that they did yeah. the first year as pay per views to like those um, Fighter First, those um, Clash of the Champions, Fight for the Fallen. Yeah. Uh, well, well, they have Beach Break, Bash uh, at the one. Beach. Yeah, well, they don't have Bash at the Beach anymore. They changed it to Beach Break this year. Um, so what else would they use this, even though I have the copyrights, but I don't. Would uh, Winter is Coming be one, maybe? Who knows? Um, yeah. Uh, New Uh, Year's Smash. New Year's Smash. Yeah, I'm sure they'll do some Halloween thing, knowing them. Maybe Blood and Guts becomes its own sort of special quarterly thing. I I like the idea of blood and guts just remaining on dynamite for now and just being when it's needed because otherwise it's going to end up being like wwe hell in the cell oh it's october we need to do hell in a cell except now it's june and we need to do it earlier yeah well they could just like the specials they do don't have to be the same thing at the same time every year they could just like okay well now the storyline calls for a blood and guts, so let's have a blood and guts special this quarter. Um, or like, oh, now the storyline calls for a stadium stampede. Let's do a stadium stampede special this quarter. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think that's more the thing. If you're gonna um, they could... beam them, you need to um to uh to uh. To not have a themed around a match per se, just themed it as a um an event. Yeah, they could um do a whole special on that dynamite diamond ring thing. Just yeah, they've like, done that twice, I think. Yeah, 
So MJF won it both times. So they could do like just a whole show of that instead of like spreading it out over two or three weeks like they normally do. Yeah. The other in the first year, yeah, it was Fighter Fest and Fight for the Fallen that they did instead of um uh did as pay per views that first year before Dynamite uh happened. Yeah. But um yeah, I like the idea of four pay per views a year. I like the idea of was it four TV specials? Yeah. Um, so what is it? It's um, uh, Rampage. Rampage and Dynamite are your flagship shows. Um, on TV. Yeah, on TV. Uh, Tony Khan also talked about how Dark and Elevation are going to have a complete shake-up when they hit the road in July. Because obviously they can't do like two hour dark and two hour elevations on the road. Thank Christ for crowd. that. I I will stand on the hill and willing to die on the hill that Dark Elevation is an awesome show. Oh, okay. I've been watching it recently. I I've been enjoying it. What days does it air? Uh, today I'm probably going to watch it later on. Okay, yeah. so if I go and look at last week's, do you know off the top of your head how long last week was? I think it was like a couple of hours still. Yeah, see, that's too long. Plus, you've got Raw the same day. No one wants to watch five hours of wrestling after they've worked. Mm. Like, if you're in I, North I America and you've worked, you're not going to go home, have dinner, and watch five hours of wrestling. I think it's very coincidental that I've stopped watching Raw and I've started watching Elevation. <laughs> it, it's one or the other. I can't commit to both. Yeah, and um, moving forward, we're going to uh, finish on the pay-per-views and start on Raw and Elevation because I think we'll be a lot happier if we're not going... Raw sucked. I hate Raw. Stop being free hours. If we're watching it on delay, yeah. it is a lot better. Yeah. Uh, I don't so know. I we'll, we'll finish on the pay-per-view today, humans. Yeah. Which will be good. I suppose that's enough side-tracking. Yeah. Do you want to get to the actual things? Let's do it. So NXT this past week kicked off. NXT, uh, yeah, NXT Women's Number One Contendership Match. Ember Moon, it says here, Women's Championship. Ember Moon and Shotzi Blackheart defeat Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. Is that wrong? Was that the Singles Championship or the Tag Championship Number One Contender? I didn't even see that. I think that was, that must be a tag title thing. Yeah. It has to be. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't remember a lot. <laughs> nah. Singles match of Pete Dunn with Annie Lorcan defeating Bobby Fish. Mercedes Martinez defeats Zada Ramier. Frankie Monet defeats Cora Jade. And in the main event, the NXT uh, Championship match, Killian Cross with Scarlett Bordeaux, the champion, defeats Finn Balor by referee's decision after 22 minutes. Fall and pray. I love this main event. What about yourself? 
I disagree. <laughs> Ooh. I uh, think finally we're done with this and Finn can move on, and that's probably what I'm most happy about. Yeah, I'm ready for Finn to bugger off out of NXT because I think he sucks in NXT at the moment. Um, he's too... He's, the problem is he's cleaned out the entire division and he's positioned in a um, place where he can't go chasing that cruiserweight title, where he can't go chasing the North American title. So they should ship him back over to Bray Wicklow County Island because they've got a takeover coming up soon. Yeah, I assume that's what they're going to do. It would be the smart thing to do. Um Anything else stand out for you this week? Um, I thought Frankie Monet looked good in her debut. Um, yeah, let's talk about the highlight of NXT. Cameron Grimes is now feuding with LA Knight, and LA Knight is now managed by Ted DiBiase. I love where this is going. Yeah. Es- especially because like people have talked about over the years how... Eli Drake, L.A. Knight, like, kind of sounds like Stone Cold Steve Austin when he cuts promos, and now he comes into the WWE and he has Ted DiBiase as his manager. Yeah, he does. It's very, (laughs) very odd. Yeah, now he's the ringmaster, basically. (laughs) So I'm looking forward to the... The LA night starting off a whole new attitude era. <laughs> um, yeah, I- I'm loving the Grimes DBRC story. I enjoy that. Um, Carrion Cross just does nothing for me as well. Just saying well, it. At least Scarlet lost most of her stupid lip syncing. Yeah. I just. I don't get the gimmick. <laughs> He's. Big, muscly, white guy, and it's metal music because Triple H loves metal music. And oh, Don't get me started on the graphics in the set of NXT these days where it just looks like a Triple H tribute show every week. Yeah, he's like, oh. see, kids, I listen to the cool music, kids. Everyone loves I'm Everyone down with the youth. <laughs> yeah, I'm cool Papa Paul. Oh, God, no. Get out. This show's <laughs> over. <laughs> like, I hate people. That's like my number one pet peeve, people who call him Uncle Paul. It's like, fuck off. <laughs> I get Lockie Hendricks was doing it pretty much as a piss take. <laughs> yeah. Anything else, it's just like one of those things in wrestling. It's like, do we need to? No. No, we don't. Like, imagine if people just start saying, oh, yeah, Daddy Vince. (laughs) Or like, oh. (sighs) Or where's Uncle TK? (laughs) He's he's busy cutting promos to his estranged step-cousin over town. I'm really glad that to hear that you watched that. Good. We can talk that about great. that. We can talk about that. <laughs> oh god! Uh, thumbs up NXT this week. I thought uh, 
really good. Thumbs in the middle. <laughs> I didn't like that main event. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I finally turned the corner on him, and you're just like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> no, I'm done with him. Yeah, yeah, we've um, like the thing is, he's really talented in the ring. I just, I hate the gimmick. Like by now, they should explain the gimmick a bit more. Like, why is he so spooky? What makes this man spooky? In what sense is he spooky? Because why does why does he like like sand in an hourglass clocks or whatever? Like, what is this dude? Why does he say TikTok? Why is he obsessed with time? Is this You're... guy on TikTok? He should be. <laughs> oh. um, you left yourself open for that one. <laughs> I did, I did. Yeah, anyway, thumb, thumbs in the middle. Let's talk about something else. <laughs> yeah, let's go to uh, SmackDown Friday night because Dynamite was also on Friday, but we can talk about something there in a moment. Yes. So uh kicks off with tag team match, the Usos defeating the Street Profits. Non-title tag team match of Natalia and Tamina defeating the Right to Tip squad. Liv Morgan and Ruby Wright. I still don't get WWE non-title tag team match, but you still have your champions win. Yeah, yeah, I don't get it either. Although, at least like when AEW does it, they explain it as an eliminator match. Yeah, or it's a, or it's a um a non-ranked. Yeah, like you said, the eliminator is a non-ranked opponent. Um. I'd rather see if it's a tag team. Like, I think AEW does this well, where they'll have a week or two of singles matches to mm. build up to a possible tag match. Yeah. So, And New Japan does this really well in their multi-man matches, where they'll have the uh, a challenger pin a champion in a multi-man match or a tournament for a future championship match. Yeah, it's like, definitely. Here's a random championship match that's non-title, and the champs still win. Mostly clean most of the time with no need for a rematch. Here's a rematch next week, and the champs win again. Yeah. Speaking of non-title champ matches, Bianca Belair defeats Carmella. Yeah, that's fine. Speaking Bianca of... needs a few wins here and there. Well, here's at least a non-title match that made sense. Kevin Owens defeats Apollo Crews by DQ. Wait, by DQ? Then it should have been a title match and Apollo could have DQ'd to retain the title this booking my brain it can't Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura defeats Chad Shorty Gable with Otis my god how far Otis has fallen (laughs) he lost all his friends and then got put with Shorty G yeah and in the main event uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championship match, two-on-one handicap match of Dominic Mysterio because I believe Ray was injured, defeats the Dirty Dogs. Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode in seven minutes on his own. Take mm. it away, Alex. Um, so this was a, obviously Saturday morning. Um, I pretty much had to make the decision... Do I take the misses out for 
for a walk and some coffee and do all that sort of stuff because we get our two hours outside of the house each day. Do I do it during SmackDown or do I do it during Dynamite? I chose to do it during SmackDown. So take it away, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I I don't really have much to add. Just to have every champion in a match where a championship could have been defended and you could have had your champions retain with the match you booked still have the same result and the championship wouldn't have changed hands in either of those three matches is stupid to do it back to back to back thumbs down yeah go to hell smack down <laughs> i suppose speaking of somebody who wants smackdown to go to hell should we go to the old tout and see what tony khan had to say let's do it <laughs> what the hell was this um, hey, hey, Nick Khan, if that even is your real name. I heard you've been working with New Japan for the past two months. Seems you got a lot of work done. Meanwhile, I've had uh, um, uh, Eugene Nagata come over from Japan to fight on Dynamite and Rocky Romero on Dark and reunited Rapongi 3K. Huh? What have you done? Nothing. Good luck on your show. See you on Dynamite. <laughs> And by the way, you're not even a real Khan. You're just trying to copy me. And so, oh, that was it. Yeah. I couldn't remember yeah. if he said if that's your real name or, or something else. Yeah. Yeah. And um, now th- this is that Tony Khan character that we've seen on Impact for months. And I love it. I love it so much. He's so great at it. Um, I like it when it's used sparingly. I yeah. hope this doesn't go full-blown Dixie Carter. No, it's not. He said he he um, has said numerous times he will refuse to do it on Dynamite and stuff like that. He's happy to do it on, like, Impact and on Twitter and stuff, but he's not going to do it on his main breadwinner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this was just more poking the bear, having fun, showing hey, we ran you off your show and we're going to outdraw you on Friday, possibly. I, because it's the weekend, I don't think the figures came out yet for either show. Have no, you heard? No, I haven't. There's no way they beat SmackDown, though. SmackDown no on chance. Fox and no Dynamite chance. aired after, so that'd be 10 p.m. Eastern yeah. North America. Yeah, and there's no way they'd even do half of what SmackDown did. Because SmackDown's consistently getting like two million. Oh, really? Yeah. What's Raw consi- consistently getting on USA still? Like one point seven, one point eight. SmackDown outdraws Raw. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, because Fox is a bigger network. Yeah, I just thought still, for whatever reason, Raw would outdraw. Nah, SmackDown's full on A show now. <laughs> yeah, too bad they got rid of their new SmackDown Six. I thought uh, Joe would have been one. I thought AJ would have been one, but he's over on Raw now. Yeah. Ah, uh, well, you got Roman still. Roman yeah, you got use Roman. those. Yeah. And uh, I, I don't. 
uh, I don't really know who you'd put in a SmackDown 6 role now other than those sort of guys. I yeah, guess you, Cesaro. You, you put Roman, the Uso, Cesaro, Seth, and... Kevin? Um, yeah, Kevin. May, maybe you replace Seth with Big E. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, should we talk Dynamite then for the go-home? Yeah, let's talk about this one. Now. Did, did you have any idea it was going to be a full crowd for this episode? Yeah. I, I must have missed an announcement for it. I knew that there was going to be a full crowd for Double or Nothing. I didn't know that the, the, the Dynamite would be. Um. Did you happen to watch Dark or Elevation or Being the Elite or whatever the Cody YouTube is in the lead up to the uh, pay per view? I watched. Um, I've been watching BTE and stuff like that. I watched a few episodes of Elevation. Was that anything stand out uh, from those shows uh, going into the pay per view that wasn't really touched on Dynamite? Uh, nothing really off the top of my head, to be honest. Um, yeah, if it was noteworthy, I probably would have brought it up earlier. Yeah. Um, so fair enough. Let's get into it. A singles match of Darby Allen with Sting defeats Cesar Bononi with J.D. Drake, Peter Avalon, and Ryan Nemeth. A singles match of Adam Page defeats Joey Janela with Sonny Kiss. Seems like forever since we've seen Joey and Sonny on Dynamite. I mean, it's not a bad thing. It freshens them up, but I'd like to see more Joey and Sonny. Yeah. Um, yeah, same. Jade Cargill with Mark Sterling defeats uh, Kaylin King. The AWTNT championship match of Miro the champion defeated Dante Martin. I keep going to say Dusty Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, could you imagine? <laughs> yeah, needs more Jacko. And <laughs> to cap off the show, a tag team match of Ethan Page and Scorpio Sky defeating the Dark Order, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson. The match wise, this was sort of a, a lackluster go home. Uh, as a show, I felt it did a good job building up to our last minute pay per view buys. Yeah, I agree. Um, man, that weigh-in segment was a complete cluster F, wasn't it? Yeah, it needed more Joey Janela there. Um, poor old Paul White couldn't figure out how to use the scales. Um, He's a big man. He probably doesn't yeah. know how to use one that size. No. Um, I thought it was really nice to have Darby Allen come out and be the first entrance in front of a live crowd, a full live crowd in over a year, because uh, Darby's kind of been the baby face that's risen throughout the pandemic. Um, yeah, I thought it was a fairly solid show, but nothing too spectacular. Yeah, a, a good build-up going into the um, the pay-per-view. Yeah, I, I had a lot of fun watching it. 
I think a lot of that had to do with just the fact that there was a full crowd there. Yeah, I agree completely. Um, so from there, we go to double or nothing. The buy-in, the first 30 minutes, as always, is uh, sort of your TV promos, uh, building up the show, all for free. Uh, second half is a couple of interviews and then your uh, exclusive match, which was the NWA World Women's Championship match of Serena Deeb, the champion, versus Riho. Uh, I believe Rio's making a return here, commentary stated. So I missed this match. I've watched the entire buy-in, got a phone call from work, and then missed this match. Oh, no. Yeah. This match was really good. The crowd was really into it the entire time, chanting, let's go Rio, let's go deep. Let's go Rio, let's go deep. Like, they were really yeah. into it. Uh, yeah. At one point, Rio offers her hand to Serena, who's the champion, as sort of a, a sign of respect for a handshake. And Serena's just there looking around. The crowd's cheering, cheering. And then she slaps Rio. And the, this is where the crowd turns on Serena. Before then, it was like cheering for both women. And now it's... Yeah. um fully behind Rio, trying to get get behind Rio. This was, I thought, a really good back-and-forth match. Um, Serena, commentary's talking up how she does yoga. She's the woman of a thousand holds, using a lot of different sort of submission holds, trying to get Rio to tap uh, in unique sort of um, positions. You won't see a lot of people who aren't flexible doing. Yeah, um, yeah and ends up uh, coming down the stretch here. At one point, she tries for a single-leg Boston Crab. Uh, if you know that connotation to Japanese wrestling, it's a bit of an insult. Yeah. <laughs> and um, ends up applying the submission. I didn't catch the name of it off the top of my head, but, um, yeah, Rio taps out a really, really good match. I would assume so. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're both really great. Serena Deem's whole... whole um... Um, woman of a thousand holds thing. I love that so much. I love it. Yeah, it is. Um, how do you put it? Uh, one of the, the um, I suppose. Did you, did you see much of uh her doing other stuff in NWA before you uh stopped watching? I don't think I saw an episode with her on NWA. Oh, I don't think she was ever on it when I was watching it. Yeah, that's a bit weird. Yeah, uh, I can guarantee you there's been more NWA women's title defences on AEW than there has been on NWA. Oh, that's, that's a bit sad. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you got an AEW contracted wrestler as your NWA champion. Oh, that's right. I forgot she's contracted to them. Um, outside of this match, the pay-per-view was what it was. Always skippable if you're watching everything. If you're only watching the pay-per-views, the buy-in is a great way to catch up on everything for free um, in a half an hour, and you get your free match. Uh, the video packages, like, yes, it's all repetitive and all that sort of stuff, but they're really well done on the buy-in. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely agree. It's the one benefit to watching 
on delay is that you can fast forward the buy-in and watch the match and then just go into the pay-per-view after that. Um, thumbs up, really good match. Highly recommend going and checking this one out. Awesome. Uh, so we go to the buy-in itself. It's from Daly's Plaza, uh, sold out, full crowd in attendance. This is the, um, I suppose, the 2020 homecoming show they did sort of set up how they had the crowd on the stage and they've got yeah. that weird ramp uh weird angled ramp yeah yeah um yeah there is not a spare seat in the house this is packed so yeah it keeps... it's kind of uncomfortable still for me but it is what it is yeah i was gonna say for me it's sort of the norm given I haven't been in lockdown. I've had two weeks of mask wearing and everything's going ahead. We stole State of Origin off Melbourne and put it back in North Queensland. So yeah, that sort of thing is normal for me. And for you, you're just like, you're not yeah. two metres away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially like watching, the, watching this pay-per-view whilst being in lockdown is like, yeah, it's really jarring. Oh, man. Um, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so we start off the show and we get our roll call of rotating commentators throughout the night. So we start off with the singles match of Adam Page versus Brian Cage, and Taz is on commentary for this one. A good 12-minute match going back and forth. At times, Cage is being the big powerhouse, Adam being the smaller man trying to be quicker and outwork him. Uh Gets down to the um, closing stages here where Team Tads, uh, Ricky Starks and Hook run down ringside. Cage is telling him to get off the apron. He's going to do it himself. Uh, turns land into a buckshot lariat. Um, then they were trying to do each other's moves. And I believe there was a second buckshot and uh, Adam gets the pin here. Yeah, I thought this was a... Fantastic opener. I thought this was great. Um, Cage looks like a star during his entrance, too. I, I really, really loved this match. Oh, his entrance gear was better than Triple H's. Yeah. Like, this makes sense. He's called the machine. Yeah. Yeah, Triple, Triple H, H is called the game, and he comes out dressed like Terminator. How does that make sense? Uh, like, uh, Arnold, we're uh, gonna put you in the Hall of Fame, but uh, but, uh you're doing me this favor, uh, huh? <laughs> can I uh, borrow a costume? <laughs> yeah, um, I really like this match. Thumbs up. Uh, right guy went over, and yep. Cage, uh, FTW Championship, not on the line. Still your FTW champion. A uh, little bit of dissent in the post-match with uh, Team Taz. He goes to push Ricky, and Ricky's pointing to his neck going, uh, 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 I've got a bad neck. So instead, he just sort of shoves Hook away. Yeah. Uh, next was the AEW World Tag Team Championship match. The Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, your champions, versus Eddie Kingston and John Moxley. Um, what is this entrance music? <laughs> Wild thing. Oh, you're not know. into it. No, no. Like, I don't know if they've altered it slightly, if they've sampled oh, yeah. it onto something else, or if um they just it, turned the volume down. 
No, it's a it's a cover of Wild Thing now instead of the original version. Oh, okay. So it's the same version that Atsushi Oneida used to come out to. Yeah, because that week he first Nagata, it was blaring. Yeah. <laughs> and I wasn't sure if they've gone, oh, maybe they realised that and just turned it down now or the, the if crowd it's a new song. The crowd was singing along with this one this time, though. It was awesome. Yeah, I, I really, uh, really enjoyed uh really enjoyed that um now the one thing i didn't enjoy about this match was again it's tag team wrestling with the bucks at points the refs telling moxley and kingston only one at a time you've got a tag and then the bucks are both in the ring he starts counting one two the bucks keep going he just sort of goes "Mm, i don't know keep going i guess yeah, but they're heels. So is the referee in their pocket then if he's not enforcing the rules? No, the referee sides. The referee's in more so biased towards the baby faces because he doesn't want to disqualify the Bucks because th- the referee doesn't want the Bucks to keep the titles. I I I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I, because it was Remsburg that was the referee, wasn't it? From my memory. Yeah, Bryce, Bryce Remsburg. And remember, like, the Eddie Kingston, John Moxie, Moxley storyline, and then there was that that one promo segment with Kingston and Bryce Remsburg. Yeah. All that, like, it kind of makes sense that Bryce would deliberately not want to disqualify the Bucks and cost Eddie the title match? I guess. Um, for me, this was every Young Bucks match ever. And when a championship's on the line, to me, it's more glaring when it's not a Tornado match. Um, yeah. Fun sideways, I appreciate what the guys did. Um, but either called a tornado match or <laughs> adhere to your rules a little more. Yeah. Um, was Callis say... on commentary for this one as well, I believe, because Brandon yes. Cutler was ringside? Yes. Um, well, I will just have to say I agree. I understand your point. This was my match of the night. Um, okay, then. Yeah. I really enjoyed this. I think I, I'm just so in, infatuated with Kingston and Moxley as a tag team. I just think they're so great together. Oh, they can do no wrong. And I was, I'd sort of convinced myself that they were going to win the tag titles. So I was buying on every near fall, too. So, yeah. Oh. Next time, maybe. Yeah, I, I sort of, I, I worked myself into a shoot, brother. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll tell you something about off air about somebody who worked themselves into a shoot later. Oh, please do. <laughs> <laughs> it is, uh, yeah. But um, yeah, not for me. Um, fun sideways, this one. I really enjoyed the uh, the opener. I can't remember if I said, but um, for pay-per-views, I try to do thumbs up for the uh, opener. 
Awesome. Uh, so we go on to the Casino Battle Royale. It is the third men's Casino Battle Royale, I believe. Um, I think so, yes. Now, this is slightly better than the first one. I'll give them that. Uh, it I is, think this might have been their best one they've done. Yeah, it is still on the um, the second format where everyone sort of gets a, a montage little clip of their music as they're walking out but they're all making separate entrances at least yeah uh so first out were the clubs that's christian cage matt seidel powerhouse hobbs dustin rhodes and max caster do you want to touch on max caster's entrance here (laughs) of the acclaimed oh yeah um man he said christian cage can't do it without a little edge or something like that Yep. Uh, what did he say to Dustin? I forgot. Um, oh, he said something to Matt Seidel about how Seidel's always slipping in these sort of matches. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he said I something. can't remember what he said to Hobbs, but to Dustin he kept saying, hey, look at me, look at me, and then said, you should paint your whole face because no one, like saying no one wants to see you because you're ugly or something. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that was a good one. I can't remember exactly how he delivered it, but yeah, <laughs> it was pretty good. Max Max Caster, Caster, whatever. Um, he's been fantastic. Um, I'm a huge fan of Max Caster. Um, yeah, another one of the students of the Brian Myers Wrestling School, along with MJF and uh, J- John Silver and Alex Reynolds and Mark Hungry. Sterling. Yeah, Johnny Hungry. Yeah, so um, Brian Myers pumping out a few great wrestlers there. Yeah, a lot of his wrestlers seem to be coming over to uh, AEW and he's over in uh, Impact. Impact. Yeah. Uh, We can talk about that later. I'll make note of that now. Now, um, was there... uh, What's the word... Uh, what is it? What is it? Um, oh, yeah. So we've touched on Caster's um, entrance there as well because that's <laughs> always weird. Uh, next out were the Diamonds. So that's Isaiah Casti, Matt Hardy, Preston Ten Vance, Nick Comaretto, and Serpentico. Now Serpentico is dragged down to the ring by Lufa, who tosses Serpentico over the top rope, and is pretty much eliminated straight away by Preston Ten Vance. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> oh, poor Serpentico. Um, yeah, oh, it's just when you have Japanese deathmatch legend Luther involved, I just struggle to care. Um, well, that's where they went wrong with their exploding barbed wire deathmatch. They didn't consult Luther. Well, maybe they did, and that's what <laughs> went wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> Good because... comeback, sir. <laughs> yeah. But I've seen him wrestle. He usually doesn't have much tr- trouble blowing up pretty hard, pretty quick. So, yeah, that was the exact opposite problem for the death match. But, um, yeah, Serpentico, I was shocked to see him actually in this match because I don't think I've seen him wrestle in ages and I've been watching Elevation each week. Are you still watching Dark? Not Dark. He's probably on Dark. Yeah. Um, so we go on to the next 
uh, lot drawn is the Hearts. So that's Brian Pillman Jr., Griff Garrison, who come out together as the uh, Varsity Blondes, Colt Boom Boom Cabana, representing Dark Order, Anthony Bowens, and Penta El Zero Merdo. The bloody idiot Penta. Why? Uh, all right. Are you going to say... one gripe. Go on. What is the whole hook of this match? Who's coming out last? What and what do they call that person? Yeah. The, the Joker. So this guy comes out at hearts dressed as the Joker. Well, Shazza McKenzie came out as the Queen of Heart Core as part of the clubs. Yeah. So is oh, not exactly the brightest when they do that. <laughs> No, and I just think of all the nights to do a little cosplay as the Joker, perhaps not dress up as the Joker in a match where you're not going to come out as the Joker. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I think it would have been cool as hell if he came out in the actual Joker position dressed up like the Joker. Yeah. And considering who the Joker's going to be, it might have been a better choice. Maybe <laughs> if that's your biggest complaint is <laughs> is oh, yeah. Pentico it, in this and Penta's dressed up as the Joker, then it's a pretty good match. Yeah, oh yeah, it's just real OCD of me. It just drove me nuts that he dressed up as the Joker and wasn't the Joker. Gonna say this: better Joker than Rey Mysterio. Yeah, yeah, both times Ray's done it. Both. Uh, yeah, he did it at WrestleMania 25, and he did it, like, recently, too. Yeah. He did it just after that new Joker movie came out. You know what would be good of DC? To stop recasting the Joker? Oh, man. I'd... Yeah, and stop recasting Batman. Just let Batman sit on the shelf for a minute. Well, that's what they did with Spider-Man, and now look at how... <laughs> Much everyone likes Spider Man again. Exactly. Mysterio. Joker. Ah, Jesus, that that is worse. What the? (laughs) Yeah, so we did that one, and then there's that purple one. Yeah, the Heath Ledger one is a thousand times better than this one that he did a few months ago. Oh, he did that against Brock. That's right. He did that against Brock, and I was complaining about how he looked like he was doing Doink the Clown cosplay against Brock Lesnar. (laughs) Well, he probably won't be about as good as Doink would have against Brock. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, uh, final lot to enter was the spades, so that's uh, Jungle Boy Jack Perry, Mark Quinn, Aaron Solo, Evil Uno, and Lee Johnson. Oh, my God. I forgot. Lee Johnson must not have been in there long because I don't even remember him being in this match. <laughs> um, I really no. don't. <laughs> he eliminated Aaron Solo, and then he was eliminated. Yeah, I was going to say I barely remember Aaron Solo, but I only remember Aaron Solo was in this because... Oh, I was like watching this on Zoom with one of my friends, and he's like, "Oh, 
I was saying about how Aaron Solo used to date Bailey, but now he's Aaron Solo. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but yeah. Um Yeah, sure. Uh what's up with private party wrestling in like nice clubbing gear? Because they're <laughs> like, part of the, the Hardy family. Yeah, so then Matt Hardy should start wrestling in a suit too. <laughs> um, yeah, I I thought um, Private Party actually reminded me how good they were and how good they are in this match. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. Um, sorely missed sort of from the tag division at the moment they are, but it's given chances to um, other people like um, Fasty Blondes and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, the final card coming out, the aforementioned Joker, not Pentao Zero Miedo, but the debuting Leo Rush. Yeah, should have been Joker Sting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they they could have just had a universe where Joker Sting and Sting were separate people. Like, they could just pretend they weren't the same person. So then Sting could have two matches a night. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, they can do that. What they need to do is ring up TNA, borrow Heath, uh, what's his name now? What's his name? Um, oh, um, Heath. Um, Heath. It's just Heath. Yeah, borrow Heath for a night and bring yes. him in his Joker Sting. <laughs> Joker Stang. Joker Stang. What, what did oh. NWA Sting call himself on the indies? Uh, he was, oh, there was Blade Runner Rock, so you can't be a wrestler called Rock anymore. Jonah Rock? <laughs> oh, NWO Sting, you said. Yeah. I think it was, I think it was just called, like, Scorpion or something stupid. That's it, yeah. It was a yeah. different spelling on the word, too. Yeah, I think it might have been, like, Scorpion with a K or something. Um... <laughs> So, but anyway, yeah. So we get down to the uh, final six participants here: uh, Jungle Boy, Jack Perry, Leo Rush, Isaiah Casty, Mark Quinn, Matt Hardy, and Christian Cage. Hardy eliminates Leo Rush, uh, and Jungle Boy eliminates Isaiah Casty. Christian Cage eliminates both Mark Quinn and Matt Hardy, with the final two being Christian Cage and Jungle Boy. Uh, Jungle Boy goes up and over the top rope. He's on the apron. He uh, does a headlock to pull Christian over the apron. Christian goes to uh, run Jungle Boy into the post, who swings around the post, slides under the uh, bottom rope on the next side of the ring. So he's gone around the corner like a 90-degree angle without touching the floor. Goes back in the ring and knocks Christian off the um, apron to win the match. So he's your next in line for the world championship. Yeah, uh, first off, um, somewhat, uh, it was a great performance from Leo Rush for the limited amount of time he was in there. It just kind of felt a little anticlimactic for my liking. Um, yeah, I think Jungle Boy winning was a bit of a shock. Yeah, not not what I expected, but... um. But the the yeah. more I think about it, the more it makes sense. There's so yeah. much time between now and all out that you could probably still bet 
build Christian Cage up to a world title shot against Kenny before All Out. And you can have uh, Kenny versus Jungle Boy. Well, I think they're going to do it in a couple of weeks on Dynamite. Yeah. I suppose you do it as whatever your next special Dynamite is or in a few weeks when you're on Wednesday again. Yeah. Um, what do you think of the match overall? Thumbs up, thumbs down? Uh, big thumbs up from me. It was definitely their best one. Um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, Jungle Boy was such a star in this match and the crowd's so into him. Yeah. Um, thumbs up for myself. I like the um, the uh, Kofi Kingston, the John Morrison, the uh, Naomi sort of spot. Um, in the closing stage, swinging around that post, which I've never seen before in like a Rumble Battle Royale type match. Have you? No, no, not at all. So yeah, that's that's really good. Um, thumbs up. Now, time for the next match. Oh Alex. my god! I just saw the time for this match. I thought it was like twenty minutes. Okay. Yeah, it is time for. Cody Rhodes presents the America Fuck You match. Yeah. How far could a go-go go if a go-go goes to go? Yeah. (laughs) This match, as an Australian, and this match is all, yeah, America, screw everyone else. And the crowd the rest of the night's been, like, cheering um, Rio, who's Japanese, cheering, like, um, Christian in the... Battle Royale, who's from Canada. <laughs> and you look later in the match, um, cheering someone like um like uh Sheeta, who's Japanese, and uh Pac, yeah. who's English, and people from uh in a circle like Santana and Ortiz, who are of um Latin American origins, and this match is just this match is just 80s American propaganda, pretty much. It's like, hey, it's Veterans Weekend or Memorial Weekend, and yeah, here's all this stuff, and here's this guy who also served his country, but fuck you, he's not American. Yeah. I hated this match. This match sucked. This match had like 20 minutes of lead-in video and entrances and went for 10 minutes. Cody's gear looked good. Yeah, it looked awesome. He had a great gear. A go-go's tights looked good. <laughs> but this match sucked. I hated it. Yeah, this... uh, I'm an unapologetic Cody Rhodes fan, and I thought this sucked. Thumbs down. And <laughs> yeah, like credit to the guys for trying to work it off, but when you were going that hard <laughs> and... We're not American, we're rest of the world. <laughs> and yeah. Australia's still part of the <laughs> British Commonwealth. And it's like, fuck you, Britain. <laughs> well, okay. I guess I don't care about this match. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the, the next match has your champion and he's from Bulgaria. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Um... <sighs> The only thing I enjoyed about this match was like them talking about that charity that they're supporting that helps like 
uh, disabled veterans find support animals and support dogs and stuff. I think that's pretty cool. But besides that, I don't care. Yeah, like they did mention the charity thing during this 20-minute intro hype video. And, like, that's good that they're still doing charity work in the local area and that. But I suppose because you're more the NWA guy, this would have been something straight out of the, what, Dusty Rhodes playbook against someone like um, Karloff or Sheik or someone. This isn't, this is like 80s Vince. This is nothing like the NWA. Oh, really? Like, they they definitely had strong patriotic storylines in the NWA, but it was nothing like a 20-minute video or anything like that. So this would be Vince at a pay-per-view of Hogan versus... Um... <laughs> Hogan and Slaughter. Sheik. Hogan and that Iraqi sympathizer, Sergeant Slaughter. This is straight out of WrestleMania 7, this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was not a fan. No. I think if they had just went for the story of um, he's from Britain and Cody wants to have a good match and they sort of left it at your normal build-up video and they walk out with their flags, that's yeah. fine. But to go the whole hog of, hey, I'm from here and this is America and Charish Gambino, insert song. <laughs> 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 but, yeah, this just went, yeah, way over the top into uh, pandering patriotic sympathizing and all the american listeners right now going see ya (laughs) yeah um i suppose i'm just trying to think if we've ever seen anything like this on an aussie show by one of the major companies we don't really do many like uh patriotic gimmicks do we storylines like that have we ever done like australia versus england or Australia versus New Zealand would probably be the the one to do, I guess. There has been the occasional things uh, things that come to mind. It's like um, MCW when they've worked with SPW and it's been uh, occasionally Marcus Cool who comes over, who's the hooligan uh, of UK origins against some of the Aussies. But it's never to the point of, hey, Screw you, England. Hey, screw you, New Zealand. We're better. Yeah. Could you imagine if, um, uh, let's see, who's currently working? I suppose PWA sort of has this loose affiliation with Vale Dojo and New Japan. So let's see, who's a big heel in New Japan at the moment? Suzuki. Could you imagine if they played like a bunch of army stuff for Jack Ponzer because his uh, graphics sort of has that army motif to him being the leader of the Red Nation. Could you imagine if they played all that stuff before him, say, around Anzac Day, and then here's Minoru Suzuki coming out? That would not fly. (laughs) No, not at all. And to realize this is completely hypothetical. (laughs) Yeah, but yeah, no. <laughs> no. I think the days of this are long since done. 
especially yeah. in a global company like I don't recall Impact doing this recently over the past year when we were really watching them. I don't recall Ring of Honor really doing it the past year when we were really watching them. <laughs> NWA before they closed down when they were still doing Power for free. Leading into hard times. I don't recall them doing that, do you? No, not at all. Uh, I don't recall WWE doing it to this degree during the pandemic era. Off the top of my head anyway, but a lot of that admittedly from WWE is blurred because they're still doing six shows a week. <laughs> um, That's true. Yeah, this this was just that weird... This just stuck out like a sore thumb on the rest of this show. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, this, for me, was worst match of the night. And again, a lot of it has to do with here's all this stuff. We're America. Screw everyone else. Screw Canada. Hey, Short Spears, you're Canadian. Screw you. <laughs> hey, Miro, you're from Bulgaria. Screw you. <laughs> Pretty much how it came across. Yeah. And, like, as an Aussie always watching this stuff, it's just awkward. Do you find the same thing? Like, um, I get when uh, WWE does it for Memorial Day, they'll do it, like, at the start of their show for um, 4th of July and stuff, but it's never yeah. to this degree. No, not at all. And we joke about being patriotic, but we're not going, here, have all this stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Eat your Vegemite sandwich and you will like it. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, we should keep going. Yeah, let's get into it. Okay, so TNT Championship time. It is Miro the champion versus Lance Archer. Jake Roberts is absent on his 61st birthday, I believe they said on commentary, because oh, yeah. he was attacked during the uh, fan access press conference by Miro. Oh, I must have missed that. <laughs> Did you not see the clip before this match? I must have missed this, yeah. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Uh, a good back and forth sort of Hossman match. Um, Miro gets the upper hand here and wins. Did you take I did any... see the, the actual match, and I thought this match was fantastic. Yeah, I really love this match. And here's the thing. This is another American versus another foreign European. Yeah, Where's Lance Archer's big hype package about being American? Yeah, he's as American as it gets. He's Texas, man. Texas. <laughs> yeah, he's from Texas. Oh, God, I won't try that again. Um, yeah, I thought this was fantastic. This was everything it needed to be. This is only his second... Uh, singles loss as well on his record and both single losses has come from losing the a TNT championship match on pay-per-view at double or nothing yeah so uh, yeah. the streak continues <laughs> did he did he not lose to Moxley didn't he challenge Moxley at some point uh, yeah so it must be uh two losses this calendar year on his singles record that showed on the graphic. Yeah, um, right. Which would be three now that I know off the top of my head that other one is against Cody. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really good match. Thumbs up for me. Next, we go to 
the AEW Women's World Championship match. Hikaru Shida, the champion, around 170 days as champion at this point. Uh, longest AEW champion of any division. Uh, 370, I think you mean. What did I say? 170. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, add an extra 200 onto that. <laughs> yeah. Um, taking on Dr. Britt Baker, DMD with Rebel in her corner. Uh, their first encounter, uh, first singles encounter in over a year. The last time was when Britt was busted open the first time. Yeah. Uh, for her nose, and then she wore the face protector and missed months of action. Yeah, this this was a really good match. I really enjoyed this. Um, what about yourself? I thought this was a great match that went maybe five minutes too long. I disagree. I thought the crowd was really into this still for a lot of the match. Yeah, maybe it was just my uh, hyponess and I was just getting a little antsy and bored. But, yeah... Um, no, I, I thought it was a good match. I just, yeah, I guess I was just being impatient and wanted Britt to hurry up and win. Because, <laughs> and... yeah, because it's really well needed. And I might also say this match might have completely turned Britt Baker face. With the crowd there, she's making her entrance and the crowd's like completely behind her. Yeah, and she's a heel, so yeah. it wouldn't surprise me if coming out of this, they either double down on trying to make her a heel on Dynamite on Friday, or they uh, pull the trigger and turn her and Rebel. Yeah, or um, do you just turn her and you don't turn Rebel, <laughs> unless she's leaving Rebel. Yeah, I don't know. Um. A really good match here. Um, numerous attempts for that running knee strike by Sheeta to Britt's face, which Britt avoids, and numerous attempts for the uh, the lock draw early on in the match as well, where Sheeta either escapes or gets to the ropes. Um, yeah. yeah, and Britt does eventually win with the lock draw. A really, really good match. Um, well deserved. Celebrates in the ring with um, Rebel. Rebel pulls out a shirt from under the ring that says and new champion and it's got like the um the black and red motif and I believe it has like Brit's um bloody face on the front. Did you notice too? Yeah. The Brit was wearing like and Rebel was wearing a vest with the the black with the red blood drips on it. Scott Hall style. Yeah. Wolfpack. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. And then in the main event, I probably won't even remember to bring it up later. Most of the inner circle, like at least definitely Chris Jericho, had the exact same motif going on in his vest with the blood, Scott Hall blood drips on it. Hmm. So, Coincidence? Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe... Ooh. Maybe Britt becomes the new leader of the inner circle. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't actually, be... actually, that would work. I wouldn't put it past that sort of thing happening, but um, I would like to see like them add more women into factions and stuff and yeah. 
yeah. uh, intermingle, so they do have help in the locker room and stuff like that. Yeah, I was really hoping the whole who's going to manage Jade thing was going to lead to Jade joining the pinnacle. Ooh. Because I thought she would have been a great fit for that, but not today. Why not Shaq? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, remember when he disappeared out of an ambulance and we haven't seen him since? He was in an ambulance? After the Cody match, they put him in the ambulance. And oh, then that's right. They open up the doors and he was just missing. <laughs> it vanished. <laughs> yeah. Um, Shaq suppose... has wrestling spooky powers. <laughs> Didn't he play some genie in a movie? Yeah. What was it? Kazam or something. Shazam or something like that. Yeah. Same universe as AEW. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Confirmed. Um, now, uh, before Britt walks backstage, she shares a hug with Tony on the stage. And I thought I'll go and do an interview, but he just sort of hugs and whispers in her ear in her ear like um good job kid or something and she goes backstage yeah oh, that was a great touch um yeah shivani like is sad and he like put out a tweet or something that said i'll be i want to be the first one to give you a hug after you win the title and stuff yeah. like that so that was cool um following that there's a couple of matches still remaining on the card as we go to a tag team match of darby allen and it's Sting! Sting! <laughs> this is um, All Ego, Ethan Page, and whatever his new nickname is, Scorpio Sky. Yeah. Um, Do you remember? No, I don't. <laughs> oh, like... it was the face of the revolution because he won that ladder match. Oh, yeah, his giant inflatable hemorrhoid donut. What happened <laughs> to that? Yeah, he should be carrying that around at all times. Um, Isn't the joke with WWE, whoever wins money in the bank, they have to take her as their carry-on luggage? Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, RVD said he used to stash all of his weed in his. Maybe that's why the cops found it. Yeah. Oh, no, that was after he won. That was after he cashed in, actually, yeah. That's why they found it. He didn't have somewhere to put it. <laughs> he sticky-taped it on top of a spinner title. <laughs> uh, like I don't have a briefcase anymore I'll just stick it on here uh, yeah what did you think of this match um it was good I thought um, I thought this surpassed all of my expectations yeah I didn't expect much of Sting I thought like Darby to do most of the match and be isolated and a hot tag to Sting and Sting does like maybe a scorpion death, stri- death drop and a scorpion lock and wins. I wasn't even expecting him to take the t-shirt off. Oh, you are expecting him to do an old Nitro Ric Flair spot? Yeah, well, I thought it was going to wrestle in the <laughs> t-shirt the whole match, which he, he used to do at certain points in his TNA run. Oh, my God, I forgot about that. Now, my favourite clip in TNA history, I don't even think you know what it is. So, uh, so what is it? Uh, The previously mentioned Rob Van Dam's just won the T, retained the TNT title. He's walking around ringside, high-fiving fans. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah. There's a Sting fan there. He goes to high five him, gets a chair in the face. The fan takes off his mask. It's Sting in full face paint. Sting, <laughs> yeah. And Sting did that on Friday night. On, on Friday night Dynamite this week. We forgot to mention that. They brought out a heap of people dressed up as Sting, and one of them was Sting dressed as Sting. And he took the mask off. He did that. He did that in WCW as well, where he snuck in behind the NWO with a sting mask on. Uh, I just like how it's just like TNA, and it's in the Impact Zone. You can only see like yeah. three rows of people, and it's just like, what? <laughs> yeah, I'm. As we discuss this, I'm currently swinging around my recently bought sting signed bat. <laughs> what you need is you need a Floyd bat. That would be cool, actually. <laughs> I should have just become a wrestling bat collector. Yeah. I could get a barbed wire one from Mick Foley. Actually, keep, that should be on my list. I keep telling you, the ultimate piece of merchandise I want is a barbed wire cricket bat signed by Cracker Jack. That would be awesome. I, I've got plenty of cricket bats, so I just need to get some barbed wire. And then I'll take it to the next MCW show and not get let in because I'm carrying a deadly weapon. <laughs> or you could get one of those novelty mini bats and get him to sign it. Oh, actually, that'd look cool. And then, hey. anyway, yeah. Uh, Sting, TNA Invasion, sidetrack. Here we go. Tag team match. Yeah, I was not expecting that much and they kept bringing up it's his first match in six six and a half years nearly seven something like that yeah six years i think yeah so september 2015 the seth match yeah which sting has gone on and said it's not seth's fault don't blame seth no and bret hart went out there and was like see seth's dangerous remember that four out of ten yeah, when Brett, well, Brett's a very bitter sort of bloke sometimes, and he went on this whole, like, rampage, like, talking about how Seth's not good and stuff like that. Oh, well. Um, I really enjoyed this match. Um, I don't know what you do from here with Sting. Do you leave him with Darby and challenge for the tag titles, work your way up that division? Because I was saying... Page and Sky hadn't been defeated as a tag team. Yeah, that's what I went to them off and have Sting challenge Miro for the AEW title to sort of revenge Derby. Do you have them go their separate ways? Like, where do you go now? Yeah, I think uh, you have a bit of a tag team run with the two because I don't think Sting, as good as Sting looked in this match. I think it's probably for the best to keep him out of singles matches. They were also teasing something heavily on Dynamite with the Dark Order and Sting and Darby. What if Sting becomes the new leader of the Dark Order? I'm just trying to think. Has Sting ever led a faction? No. No, not really. Like, he's been a part of a couple... Was he like a like a oh, senior leader in any? I I guess was he the leader in the main event mafia for a bit? Oh, hang on, I'll have a look, but I don't think he was. 
It was like kind of him and Kurt. That were like, that's sort of how they ended up splitting was because they couldn't figure out who the real leader was. Maybe. Second leader, Sting. I was the leader for the same time, but Kurt was the main leader. And Sting got kicked out while Kurt was still the leader for another few months. Yeah, yes. It's kind of what I meant. Like, they were sort of both kind of leaders, but they were fighting to be the sole leader, and Kurt sort of got rid of Sting. And then uh, when it came back in 2013, it had Sting, Kurt, Samoa Joe, Magnus, and Rampage Jackson. A. AEW Rampage Jackson. <laughs> What's he up to nowadays? Oh, good. God knows. Uh, I'm sure he's doing all right. Better than Tito's doing. <laughs> he's still... Tito. With Tito's... Isn't Tito um, mayor of... Some place in California or something, yeah. Maybe. Yeah, that's what Tito's up to. But, yeah, see, Scott Steiner was right saying the Mafia's getting back together. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, other than that brief couple of months, um, was it June, so July, August, September, October, November, five months, and there wasn't an appointed leader. It was still him and Kurt in there together. Yeah, so maybe maybe this is Sting's turn to be sort of the old the old warhorse that's leading the crew for the Dark Order. And Darby joins him as well, and Darby sort of becomes like... Because the Dark Order is a great concept. They just don't have that in-ring star like that current guy that's like capable of being a bit of ratings draw for them and they don't have the name identity that they once had when they had Brody Lee there with them so maybe bringing in Sting and Darby could actually do that for them yeah I wouldn't be opposed to that um I guess Hang on, I just want to look up something. Like, I wouldn't be opposed to that because I was thinking of everyone else on the roster. They're trying to recruit Hangman, and Hangman just seems like the wrong fit. Yeah, that's why I think... Well, they, they've sort of given up on that, haven't they? Like, Hangman still, like, hangs out with them as friends, but they've stopped trying to recruit him after that hilarious thing when they asked him and... He said no, but the confetti and the Titantron went off saying he said yes and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I guess you could do your sting face paint like that with a touch of purple. Yeah, you could do it with a bit of purple on it. Instead of having the big uh, black bit under the eyes, he's got the the, uh, sort of blue in this photo. Yeah, so you could just... Yeah, or you could just do full-on Wolfpack Sting, except instead of red, it's purple. 
Yeah, that still looks like Muta. Yeah. Doesn't it? Yeah, it's very Muta style. There was that time. uh, Click on that photo. Yeah, that one. And Sting wears a purple jacket for an era during TNA. So he could bust that old jacket out again. Remember WWE, he had that red jacket? Yeah. I don't understand. Anyhow, um, comes up, Sting match, uh, possible leader, Dark Order, fantasy booking, sounds fun. Yeah. Uh, co-main event of the evening. AEW World Championship freeway match. Kenny Omega, the champion, versus Orange Cassidy versus the Bastard Pack. Now, this is just for the AEW World Championship. It's not for Kenny Omega's TNA World Heavyweight Championship his Impact Wrestling World Championship, his AAA Mega Championship. No. So, uh, again, Don Callis is ringside. Uh, We forgot to mention during the Battle Royale, uh, Paul White was also on our commentary. Yeah. Now, uh, yeah, as we said, uh, Don Callis is on uh, commentary for this one. And what are your thoughts on the match? I thought the first five to ten minutes was a bit sloppy, but by the finish, I was fully invested. Um, I disagree. I thought the first half of this match was pretty good. <laughs> okay. By, by the end of this match, I was just sort of done. Oh, okay. Yeah, see. I had the reverse effect. Yeah, by the end of it, I was fully bought in. I was biting every near fall. Because I thought there was a slight possibility oh. Orange Cassidy could win the title. Yeah, that's true too. Um, I just realised my major gripe is wrong. It's a freeway, so it's allowed. Kenny uses a belt shot on Puck, but it's a freeway, there's no DQ, so that should be allowed, oh. right? Yeah. Oh, well, then, yeah, this is a great match. And even if you say that, the referee was taken out anyway. After the third one? No, it was before the title shots because um, that... Oh, it was too, yeah. Pac had the brutalizer on Orange Cassidy and Kenny kept trying to kick Pac off of Orange, but Pac wouldn't wouldn't let go. Let go, so so he took out the ref, yeah. Yeah. Now I remember, yeah. And then once the ref's out, he takes out uh, Pack with the three, uh, three other belts and then uses the TNT belt on Cassidy and yeah. wins. Uh, he, no, he uses all of the belts on Pack, but then Cassidy runs in and goes, goes to hit a move on Kenny, but Kenny reverses it into a sunset flip and wins. Yeah. Just Uh, as Aubrey Edwards runs out and makes the count. Yeah. Because she counts for Cassidy, one, two, and Kenny reverses it into like a a schoolboy role, one, two, three, and wins. Yeah. Because I fully bought that orange Cassidy was about to win the title. He's the guy, though... Like, I get he was IWTV champion, but he's, like, an all credit to, the, to that championship, but 
He's not a guy at the moment who needs to be world champion. No. And you but... don't need to be WWE giving everyone your world title. Hey, Jinder no. Mahal, have a world title reign. What's that? Kevin Owens? No, you don't deserve this world championship. <laughs> um, my theory going into this pay-per-view was it's the first pay-per-view with a full live crowd. We're going to have at least one baby face title win. And we didn't have any. I was surprised. Um, I thought for sure they were going to have Orange Cassidy win the title and just see. have and have a short title run. Serena's heel, she retained. Yeah. Cage's title wasn't on the line. Uh, the Bucks retained. Miro retained. Brett yeah. won. The crowd yeah. celebrated, but she's a heel. Yeah. Um, and Kenny won. Yeah. Yeah. So all heel wins. Yeah. So after seeing the result for this, going into this show, I thought for sure uh, the inner circle was going to break up. But after seeing the result for this triple threat, I was like, oh, no, nah, that's not going to happen tonight. Yeah. Uh, so we go to the main event. It is the stadium. Uh, did you miss something? Uh, oh, yes. Apparently, uh, Free Six Mafia. Yeah, uh, somebody's going to get their non copyrighted wig split. Um, yeah, Mark Henry. AEW is going to be a coach and a special analyst for Rampage. Yeah. So who do they have announced for the commentary team for Rampage then? They do not. So at the moment it's Tony, just Mark Tony's, Henry. Tony said, uh, Tony Khan said in the post uh, pay-per-view media scrum that... Oh, yeah, this... I don't watch those anymore. No, I, I still watch... I only watch the Tony Khan ones now. I used to watch all of them, but I only just watch the Tony ones because it's only newsworthy ones. He said some. it's going to be a wrestler who will be commentating for Rampage, um, someone who he says is a big star, but it's someone within the company. So I'm just going to assume Chris Jericho is going to commentate with Mark Henry on Rampage. What about Sting? Was Sting mm -hmm. ever good at commentary in TNA? I don't think he ever did it. Like guest commentator? No. That's not the sort of character you put on guest commentary. It'd be like putting The Undertaker on guest commentary. Exactly. It needs to happen. Damn it. Oh, that'd be so funny, actually. I'm sure they did it with Badass Taker, but yeah. Um, what you need to do is you need, need to sign Taker now to AEW and come all out. We can finally get our Undertaker, which will be, uh, what is it, American Badass Mark Calloway versus Sting match. Yep. Did they ever have a match when he was big, bad Mark Calloway in WCW and WA? They did. They did have a mean Mark Callis versus Sting match. How'd that go? <laughs> About it. 
about as good as you'd expect from like early late 80s early 90s sting match sting wins lol hooray Um, sting defeated the undertaker in their only match yeah so sting sting has the upper hand sting is the better of the two um yeah so mark henry that surprised the hell out of me i did not see that coming i did not know they were going to make an announcement or anything like that so i think it's better to do it like this than the christian one which in fairness AEW didn't hype up as big as the internet likes to believe they did yeah it was they made like one announcement on dynamite and then the whole internet's like, oh my god, John Cena, CM Punk, and Brock Lesnar are gonna be at <laughs> AEW on the weekend. No, no, and Punk. I think no. if they're ever gonna get Punk, it was gonna be when crowds are back. Is all yeah. out announced for Chicago this year? Yes. Okay. Let's not get too excited about it. <laughs> Yes, get me tickets to Chicago now. Man, I can barely, I can barely get tickets to Aubrey right now. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I can't even go to Aubrey. Yeah, you can. I can, just not legally. Can, just not, yeah, exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, that uh yeah, well, that'll suck. Uh, I want yeah, to see because... I'll go again. And yeah. then they announced uh, Full Gear is going to be in St. Louis. Yeah, so it seems those two pay-per-views are going to be the ones that move around Revolution and um, and Full Gear and Double or Nothing is going to be their big uh, casino-based pay-per-view every year in Las Vegas and with their fan fest. Mm. No Starcade this year. What happened, Conrad? Uh, our Starcast? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure that... Oh, he's said numerous times he hates doing them. He hates doing them, but he probably just loves the money. Yeah, so, maybe uh, don't do free in one year, you idiot. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, well, we haven't had one in a long time. <laughs> yeah, let's do Starcast at Final Battle and Starcast at Slammiversary. Just a heads up, I just had to Google search something. Hangman Page owns a house in St. Louis. Hangman Page winning the title at Full Gear confirmed. <laughs> Puck winning. The title at full gear because he's only ever in his gear. Confirmed. That's true. Yeah, him and Randy Orton, the two guys that are always walking around in their gear. No, Randy's Randy's day gear consists of a hoodie that's poorly zipped up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, at least, yeah, at least Randy occasionally chucks on a shirt or a hoodie. (laughs) Puck is just down his ring boots and his tights. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Uh, right, should we get into this main event? 
Yeah. Stadium Stampede 2, Inner Circle, team of Jericho, Hager, Ortiz, Guevara, and Santana versus the pinnacle team of uh, FTR, Bald, FTR, Hair, MJF, Sean Spears, and Wardlow with Tully Blanchard. Uh, your quick thoughts or any standout moments? Yeah. Um, so I'm somewhat of an NFL fan, like slowly educating myself. I kind of popped hard when the Jacksonville Jaguars coach um, showed up there at the end. Uh, Ooh, go point, the Bears. Uh, I'm a Jags fan. I changed teams after San Diego moved out of San Diego. So I was like, oh, bugger it. I'll go support TK. <laughs> like in basketball where they list off all the teams that move. Yeah. Yeah, like how there's not even any lakes in Los Angeles. Hang on. <laughs> Let's uh, ring up Elias and consult Seattle's basketball status. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and then they tried that super showdown. Everyone's just like, "Yeah, we hate Collingwood. That's fine." <laughs> yeah, it was like trying to tease Collingwood or something. It's like, yeah, yeah, no, nah, not going to work, mate. <laughs> Although I was sitting next to a Collingwood supporter, Warwick. So did he try he... to get Collingwood going? Collingwood. <laughs> he probably did. I don't know. I had a few too many like. $20 beers that night. Oh, I forgot you went there with Warwick. Yeah, he was like in the stands when I, when I met up with you at the bar or whatever. Yeah, in the members bar, you're not allowed in when you do the tour. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, wrestling fans? Come in. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, well. Um, yeah, so that was, I suppose, a cool little Easter egg. Uh, at one point, they're brawling backstage and Jericho ducks and MJF hits a cardboard cutout of Shahid Khan, the yeah. owner of the stadium, the Jags, Fulham, and AEW. <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Um, also, there was some good development with Sean Spears, who actually seemed somewhat interesting in this for me. Like, how he was somewhat psychotic every time he touched a steel chair. Yeah. And he'd start, like, getting this glazed-over look in his eyes and dancing around, and they did that bit where the room went dark and then the spotlight came on him, and Sean's just sitting in this room that's completely wall-to-wall lined with steel chairs. So cool. I loved that bit. Yeah, um, that was good. Alright, so the bit that I popped the hardest for. Orle! Viva la Raza! Conan! Yeah, what's he doing in the elite zone? Yeah, Conan, just like um, having a bit of a brawl with Tully Blanchard. Like, what was that? That just surprised the hell out of me. Like him being the DJ at that nightclub. Um, Tully dressed up like a... Yeah, I think even uh, Tony or someone even said he was dressed up like a... He was dressed up back in the day for the old bunkhouse stampede matches and stuff like that. And then FTR dressed like that as well. 
Um, yeah, I thought all that stuff was really fun. Um, yeah. Yeah, what did you think? Yeah, I was watching this very late at night. Uh, after midnight. <laughs> so this is probably where my opinion's going to be coloured of it. Um, this went long. <laughs> like last year's um, stadium stampede. The I think the positioning of this match for me was wrong, where it was positioned on the card, given this is your first event back with fans and... 95% of this match happens away from the fans. Yeah, I think that's what surprised me, though. I think that's what got the big reaction out of the fans at the end is because they weren't expecting them to come out. And then yeah. they did, and the crowd went nuts for it. I think I think putting this on last, you did run the risk of some fans going home early yeah and maybe pulling up their uh bleacher report on their phone and watching as they're uh going home yeah i would have put this uh personally i would have put this in the middle of the card so yeah, what would your main event with though brit winning Your first match back with fans in the end with a heel winning? Or, you, or Darby and Sting, I guess, in Sting's first match back? Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, for me, maybe again, yeah, it was because I was watching so late. This went really long for me. It's, It was fine for what it was. It's a lot of brawling through the concourse, working your way towards... Where this one finished in the ring in the stadium last year, it finished just on the football field outside. Yeah. So that was something good and different. Like you said, the fans popped big. They weren't expecting it. And, um, yeah, other than me being completely exhausted and fatigued, I really enjoyed it. Uh, thumbs up. Yeah, I loved I loved this. Um, yeah, so... I... It's different watching live, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. So um, I really enjoyed it. Big thumbs up. Um, as far as the whole show goes, like double thumbs up from me. I, I have my complaints, but overall it was a great show for me. Yeah, for me, the Cody match was the low point of the show. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It was, like you said, it was something I'd expect from WWE. It, I thought it was more sort of, because uh, the way he said it, oh, it's a, a mantle only me and my brother can pick up. I'm going to be the American dream for one night. And yeah, yada, yada. I thought this was, you know, something Dusty would have done. Yeah. I, I, I don't know what he expected out of calling himself the American dream for the night. Like I was expecting some like sort of proper dusty roads tribute instead of patriotic stuff. I expected that maybe he wouldn't have done polka dots or something like that, but like maybe his theme song started with someone singing American and then it goes into a cowbell and then, 
Cody Rhodes's regular theme song came on or something. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not but, too sure. Yeah. But yeah, I just yeah, he sort of missed the mark with me. And obviously we're not Americans, so we're not gonna be like America, fuck yeah. Yeah, we're not American males, American males, American males, American males. I wish I was Marcus Alexander Buff Bagwell. <laughs> no, you don't. Not this way. Ooh, you took me in off air then. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just another mugshot came out this week. Someone's been a bit naughty while driving. Oh, silly buff. Um, yeah, for me, uh, highly recommend you go check out the women's show on the buy-in. Uh, everything else, thumbs up. Uh, complaints about the Bucks tag match, but it's the Bucks LOL and Cody because America, fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, my match of the night was the uh, Dr. Britt Baker Sheeta match. I felt for the time they had, it told a really good story. Like, was the Sting match good uh, for a tag match and Sting's first match back? Yes, but I felt it being a championship match, this is Britt's second chance at this championship, her first match against her in over a year, and she's worked her way up this division. And it's also coming at a point when, like, a few months later at this time last year, it would have been the next pay-per-view full gear, I believe, Yeah, where the two-for-nail match all occurs. And all out. All out, is it? Okay, all yeah. out, where we just criticised Brit for that, um, that yeah. two-for-nail match and what, what her character swole? was doing. Huh? What happened to Big Swole? She's injured at the moment, I'm pretty sure. Oh, okay, that's right. Because th- that's as much as it seems like a um, oh, backward step, Big Swole won that feud. So that's an easy challenger for Brit. Thunder Rosa won her feud with Brit. Yeah, that's what I was going to say as well. Thunder Rosa's uh, now apparently signed to AEW, so she'd be waiting in the wings. Oh, really? Apparently so. Oh, okay, she must have beat Camille then. <laughs> I don't know. What the, I don't know what is going on in NWA. Uh, roster, You're better off that way. <laughs> better off alone. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Well, however that song goes. Anyhow, let's see. Uh, Anna Jay's got dislocated shoulder. Oh, she's the only one who's noted as injured. There you go. Yeah. Maybe maybe Big Swall was injured and she's um yeah, on her just... way back like she's just um waiting in the wings. So yeah. Because we've seen that before in other companies where someone will be injured and they just wait to finish a program to bring them back. Or in WWE's case, release them as soon as they're healthy. <laughs> 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 so yeah, uh thumbs up. Yeah. Uh do you have a TV champ this past week? Um yeah, I'm just if gonna... you don't say the man I think you're gonna say, I'll be highly disappointed. Oh, if if I do include TV, I was gonna not even say a man. But Go I ahead. better I better say Sting. No, who else were you gonna say? I was gonna say Brit. 
Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah, because she had a great promo on Dynamite. And then, yeah, obviously that match stole a lot of the show for many people. So, yeah, I'm just going to go Brit and Sting. Just because Sting surprised the hell out of me. I'm a Sting diehard, but I was expecting nothing out of him at Double or Nothing. Yeah, I I wasn't expecting anything, and I got more, so very yeah. happy. Um, he gave us double instead of nothing, so that was great. Yeah, and Cody gave us nothing. He's like, yeah. are you American? No. Then you get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, I should make that into a meme with the Willy Wonka photo. <laughs> a go-go? Yes. You get nothing. <laughs> Uh, well, it's been fun. Uh, I suppose, where can the good humans find you? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Fruity is Alex. You can find us at WrestleOzStyle with an AUS. I'm probably going to post a photo of this baseball bat on our Instagram page. Um, you can search us up on Facebook, Wrestling Style, and you can find my co-host, the leader of the ship, Chris Thunder, at... At I'm Chris Funder as well. You can go back, listen to the entire Wrestling All Star archive for free on SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, uh, YouTube for the weekly wrestling wrap, or using the RSS feed found in the show notes below for your podcast of choice. Nothing left to say, but good day, and we'll speak to you next time. America, fuck yeah, gonna save the motherfucking day, yeah, America, fuck yeah, da, 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 da. you get nothing. Before you go, go, I've been hanging around like a yo-yo, wake me up before a go-go, and take me out tonight. <laughs> oh, it's over. No singing, we're done.